knew me. So when God is giving you that vision, he knows all the mistakes you've made. Is that true? Are you, are you surprising him? Do you think God is saying, Banahangi, I never thought you were capable of this. Banahangi, I've made a mistake. No. So God knows you exactly. And then having known you like this, he decides, this is what I'll give you. You must be willing to accept it. You must be willing. You must be willing to receive it. Number two, sacrifice. Sacrifice. You must secure your breakthrough with a sacrifice. You must secure your breakthrough with a sacrifice. The book of Genesis, or this Romans chapter 4, verse 21 says, and being fully persuaded that what he had promised was also able to perform you are not in Abraham's situation Abraham was 90 years old or something and God said uh, you are now going to give birth everything was dead Abraham's and Sarah's hello everything was so if God was going to do something he must he had to resurrect things The anointing had to fall on Abraham from head to toe. Okay. And the anointing had to fall on Sarah from head to toe. That's why Sarah was laughing. He said, His story, Elisha. What is this? In the book of Genesis, chapter 15. Let's start from verse 1. Genesis chapter 15 says, After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abraham, I am thy shield, thy exceeding great reward. Verse 2. And Abraham said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing that I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. Abraham saying, God, you're saying you're my exceeding reward. Where is my portion? You see, Abraham saying, I want to go to the next level. What will you give me? I have no child. Verse 3. Then Abraham said, Look, you have given me no offspring. Indeed, one, no one born in my house is my is my is my heir. Verse 4. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Verse 5. Then he brought him outside. You see now. God said the problem with this person doesn't have vision. If I'm to bless him, he must first of all have vision. I must first of all give him a vision. So he brought him outside and said, Look now towards heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them and he said to him so shall your descendants be in other words 
if you want to see where you're going go check out see look at something keep the vision always before you keep the vision always before you your descendants are going to be like this so every time Abraham had doubts he just goes outside checks the sky say oh those are my children power God gave him something to look at am I talking also you must have something to look at this thing you want get get go somewhere go to a car range take a photo with the Range Rover am I talking put it as your screen saver so every time somebody is calling you you are looking at it say look at me now you must look at it why because the, what you look at you become what you look at what you look at what you look at where you look at your body takes you there anyway look now towards heaven and count the stars if you're able to number them and he said to him so shall your descendants be next and he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness so in other words after you have looked at that thing then you must look at yourself and realize you're righteous don't give the devil opportunity to give you reasons why you cannot qualify for God's blessing it is by the blood of Jesus it is by it is by it is not a requirement for you to die for people the one who was supposed to die already died number seven that's why the Bible says one of the first armor of God you must put on is the breastplate of before you get all other armors of God the first one you put on is what breastplate of righteousness then you have capacity now to put on the rest you have capacity to do what to put on the rest so with the army of um, the old roman army when they were dressing the first dress they would put on is the breastplate because every other thing would hang from there am i talking every other thing hangs from that breastplate if you don't have the breastplate you don't have where to put the sword you don't have where to put the helmet you don't have where to am i talking you must have the breastplate in place first. Say breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate of righteousness. Breastplate of righteousness. You must not agree for anything to take that one away from you. Even you. I said you must not allow anything to take that one away from you. Even you even yourself even your conscience your conscience must not condemn you the bible says if your conscience condemns you god is greater than your conscience so you must have that breastplate of righteousness because every other thing hangs from it say so here say so here now the brilliant thing is that righteousness is a gift is what what do you do with the gift you receive 
What do you do with the gift? You receive. Righteousness is a gift. Once you have put in place righteousness, then you know now you are worthy. Are you worthy because of yourself? No. In fact, if you think of yourself, it's called self-righteousness. It's called what? Self-righteousness. Sometimes God allows you to think nonsense of yourself so that you can think everything of him. You know, the biggest problem with a Christian, especially those Christians whom God is using powerfully and they, they, um, they feel they're very holy, is that they start thinking it has something to do with them. No. These people are shaming the body of Christ as we fast. We are serious with this thing. We do what? We fast. I am a prayer machine. Have you had people call themselves like that? I am a prayer machine. If you see all this move of God, it is because of my prayer. You have to be careful. You're crossing the border into self-righteousness. At your very worst as a Christian, when the, your own contribution to this matter is negative 15, you need God. Is that okay? You need, the right, you need to put your righteousness aside and collect that one off God. Also, at your very best, when you think you are contributing everything, you pray for three hours every day, you fast for 30 days a week, you do... At that time, you need to remember, you need... You need to put your righteousness aside and take that one off God. Otherwise, pride will enter you and think, hmm, mighty men of David. Some scriptures start coming into your head. Eh? Mighty men of? Sons of valor. Mm, those are us. You should not play with us, banner. We are serious with these things. That's why sometimes God ashamed everybody and uses the one you thought God would never use. Because the ones whom he could use, they have already entered. Because God used somebody once. Do you know why God is able to still use us continuously? Because after God uses us, I know hey, it was not me. If I was to choose me even now, I would not. I know people who are better Christians. Would choose them. Is that okay? So pride, I can never say, oh, I am better than you. That's why I go. No, 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 no. You choose the righteousness of Jesus. Am I talking? So this takes away your unworthiness because it was not about you to begin with. God will bless you when you realize you're being blessed on the platform of Jesus Christ. Am I talking? This is easier said than done. People say, yes, I know it's on the platform, but inside their thinking is them. People are wicked. Inside they are proud, for real. They are raising us, oh God, it is you alone. Inside they are thinking, look at me now, I'm so spiritual. True story. People try to impress God with their spirituality. The most spiritual being is God. How will you impress him with your own? Say here. Say here. 
So this is easier said than done. That's why once in a while God will allow you to mess completely so that you realize I'm a human being. <laughs> I need God. Jesus, you are my Lord and Savior. It's true. Otherwise, you pulling your nose at us. Look at them. They don't even know how to pray. When did they last fast? These big bodied fellows eating every day. Najifanya ni bi tutaenda binguni. Hiyo binguni lazima iwe na category. Sasa <laughs> here. So God will give you your vision when you realize it's him so that then you can give him glory. You can give him glory. You will not say mm. You see you people are just joking until mighty men arrived. That's when now things started moving. It's not true. And the fact that God chooses to use you is his mercy. God could, could easily just use somebody else. Is that okay? It is mercy. So please spare us. The body of Christ should do one to hey, have you seen those people who are always correcting everybody? Please. So Abraham went out. Wait, let's go to the other scripture. Yes. He said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to inherit it. To keep your vision, you need to understand what God has done for you before. You need to, to give you confidence in God. You need to remind yourself. I've been in situations before that I thought I couldn't come out of. And God came through for me. He's not going to let me down now. This is what helped David when he was fighting Goliath. He said, I met a lion, I killed it. I met a bear, I killed it. Even you, I'll kill you. The same God who helped me then is going to help me now. Am I talking? So you must always keep in mind, God has been with me before. God has saved me before. God has rescued me before. Even in this situation, the same way he rescued me that time, he's coming to rescue me here. Say here. God has a track record with me. He has what? A track record with me. He has a track record with me. He's not going to leave me alone now. He's not going to let me down. It is God who is doing it. Do you know why Christians fear to pray for the sick? So what if they don't get healed? I will be ashamed. It means if they get healed, you will take credit. True? If you're going to feel the shame, if nothing happens, you're going to take the credit when something happens. It means for you, it is not about God. It is about your reputation. Ah, okay, but David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or bear came and took the lamb out of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. 
and when it arose against me I caught it by its beard and struck it and killed it so the man had track record with God your servant has killed both lion and bear and this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them seeing he has defied the armies of the living God so let's go back to Abraham then he said to him I am the Lord who brought you out of the Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to inherit it next and he said Lord God how shall I know that I will inherit it in other words I've seen I know you my breakthrough is coming but how shall I be sure that is it's not going to escape me how shall I know that what you have said you're going to perform it then God gave him a procedure for knowing so he said to him God said to Abraham bring me a three-year-old heifer three-year-old female goat three-year-old ram a turtle dove and a young pigeon then he brought all this to him and cut them in two down the middle and placed each piece opposite the other but he did not cut the birds in two in other words they were making a covenant what were they doing they were making a covenant Abraham brought the sacrifice upon the altar and with that sacrifice he made a covenant with God why so that he can know that what God has said is the God is now bound am I talking am I talking Let's just finish then I'll explain. And when the vultures came down on the carcasses, Abraham drove them away. Can you see that? Immediately you make a covenant with God. What will come? Vultures. In other words, spiritual warfare. Immediately you make a covenant. You must use that covenant to fight spiritual warfare because it will come. Your covenant will be opposed. Okay. There's no time you make a pledge with God that is not opposed. It must be tested and tested properly. It is your duty to make sure the birds of the air don't eat the seed of the world. The Bible says some words fell by the wayside and then the birds of the air came to eat that seed of the world. So what you're making a covenant with here is the word of God. Is that okay? The birds of the air will try to come and remove that word from you. How do the birds of the air come? We taught that last week. Offense will come. Um, stagnation will come. Finances will try. People will abuse you. Stuff will happen. Why? To try and shake you from what you have just done. To try and make you start saying like, Papa, you prayed for me. Nothing is working. <laughs> You're calling me with this kind of words. And then now I must agree with you. What do you want me to say? I agree. Nothing is working. The Bible says where two or three agree, it's done. If I agree with you, with your tears, all the prayer we had prayed, we have cancelled. Am I talking? Am I talking? So when your faith is tried, that is the time to enter the trenches and start war. You do what? 
you enter the trenches the bible says paul told timothy the, the words of prophecy that went ahead of you use them to war a good warfare remember what i said about you papa you prophesied to me and you said what did i say my papa prophesied one to tell the devil i i belong to a church i have a father and he told me god is saying one two three i am holding on to this i am not shaken i'm not moved by what i see 